Then there comes the continuation of the text, saying of Shaykh al-Islam, Ibn Abdul Wahhab, Rahmanullah, وَهَذَا هُوَ مَعْنَا لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَفِي الْحَدِيثِ رَأْسُ الْأَمْرِ رأس الأمر الْإِسْلَامِ وَعَمُودُهُ الصَّلَاةِ وَذِرْوَةُ سَنَامِهِ الْجِهَادُ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وفي النسخ الأخرى زيادة والله أعلم وفي بعض النسخ والله أعلم وصلى الله على محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم The continuation and the completion of the text of Shaykh al-Islam that he said And this is the meaning of لا إله إلا الله None has the right to be worshipped except Allah And there occurs in the hadith The head of the affair is al-Islam and its supporting pillar is the prayer, and its highest part is jihad in Allah's cause. And that's where the text <coughs> ends in this version here. And in the other versions, there occurs the addition that Shaykh al Islam added Wallahu a'lam, and Allah knows best. And in some of the editions of the books and the versions, there occurs the continuate the, the end of the text is Wallahu a'lam and Allah knows best. And may Allah extol Muhammad and his true followers and his companions and grant them peace and security. Shaykh Fawzan, Hafizullah, he said in explanation. The Shaykh said, And this is the meaning of La ilaha illallah. None has the right to be worshipped except Allah. Meaning, rejection of At-Tawud and true faith in Allah. Then the Shaykh said, explaining, explain this and explain the hadith which follows, that the head and the head of the affair is Islam. He said, Al-Islam is, and he gives the definition which we've had before, this important definition. If we don't know it, we need to memorize it and understand it and memorize this. It's not something you can overlook this point here. Something that every single person needs to know, understand and memorize. So I said, Al-Islam is Al-Istislamu lillah bit-tawheed Wal-inqiyadu lahu bit-ta'ah Wal-khulusu min al-shirki wa ahlihi Al-Islam is to submit to Allah with Tawheed and to yield to Him with obedience and to free oneself from shirk and its people. The Shaykh said, This is the head of the affair of the religion. The Shahadatan, the two testifications, they are the head of Islam. And they are the asl, the foundation of Islam. So a person will not enter into Islam unless he comes with the shahadatain, the two testifications, uttering them, saying them upon his tongue, and having knowledge of them, and acting upon them, and holding them as his creed and belief, his aqidah. A person will not be Muslim except with that. Then the Shaykh said, he likened, explained the hadith, as a side point before continuing, the, uh, the mention of footnote here, this hadith is reported by Tirmidhi, that the head of the affair is Islam, and its supporting pillar is the prayer, 
and its highest part is jihad in Allah's cause. And the hadith being reported, as they mentioned here, by At-Tirmidhi and Al-Nasai in Al-Kubra, his big sunan, his sunan Al-Kubra, as a hadith of Mu'adh ibn Jabal, radiallahu anhu. And the hadith declared sahih, authentic by Shaykh al-Albani. Rahimahullah. So Shaykh Razan said, continuing, The religion is likened to a body which has a head and a main support and a highest part. I'm going to put it another way, a body or the like, which has a head, a back, like a backbone, main support, and a hump or a highest part. So if the head is cut off, or if there is no head, then life cannot carry on. Likewise, without Tawheed, the religion cannot remain. Without Tawheed, there won't be any religion which can continue. Because it is the head, which if it is cut or passes away, then life passes away and the body is destroyed. And its amud, its main supporting pillar, which it stands upon, is the salah, is the prayer. So without its supporting pillar, Islam will not stand. Like a house or a dwelling made of animal hair or a tent. If it has no pillar which it can rest upon, which can support it, it will not stand. So a house cannot stand except with a support. So if the support is lost, the house will not stand. Likewise the prayer. If it is lost, then Islam will not stand. Therefore the ulama, the scholars, have said that whoever abandons the prayer, out of laziness, he becomes a disbeliever in the correct saying. The Shaykh is indicating something that keeps coming up here. There is a difference of opinion amongst the people of knowledge. And Shaykh Bawzan, as you see, he takes the view of those scholars who hold that abandoning the prayer, even out of laziness, is disbelief, major disbelief, which takes you out of Islam. That's why the Shaykh said, and therefore, because Islam, because the prayer is the support, the supporting pillar, therefore the scholars have said that whoever abandons the prayer out of laziness, then he becomes a disbeliever in the correct saying. Even if he acknowledges its obligation. Since there is no benefit in acknowledging its obligation if he does not implement it and he does not act upon it. There will be no benefit in that. And the man who says, yeah, I agree that the prayer is obligatory. Prayer time comes, he doesn't pray. Every prayer time comes, he doesn't pray. Uh, but I acknowledge it's obligatory, but he never prays. She said, there's no benefit in that. Then he said, and therefore, the verifiers from the people of knowledge, judge, that the person who abandons the prayer deliberately, even if he acknowledges its obligation, he is a disbeliever. Then he said, and as for if he denies its obligation, then he is a disbeliever by consensus of the Muslims. If we find a person who denies the obligation, then by consensus of the Muslims, he's a disbeliever, it's outside Islam. But the difference is only with regard to someone who acknowledges, he agrees to its obligation, but he doesn't actually do it. He's out of laziness, he doesn't practically pray. Is he a careful or not? As we saw, Sheikh Razan holds the view, he is a careful disbeliever. Then the Sheikh said, continuing, وَذِرْوَةُ سَنَامِهِ الْجِهَادُ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ 
and its highest part, or its, its hump, its highest part, is jihad in Allah's cause. Sheikh said, the highest part of the affair, which is the religion, is jihad in Allah's cause. So jihad is a proof of the strength of Islam. It's a proof that Islam is strong. When jihad is in Allah's cause is found, then that is a proof that Islam is in a condition of strength. Because jihad cannot occur except as a result of strength in iman, strength of true faith, and strength and physical strength. Jihad cannot occur correctly except as a result of strength of iman and physical strength. He said, so the Prophet ﷺ mentioned three matters for the religion. The head, the supporting pillar, and the highest part. So without the head, the religion will not exist at all. So the person who does not establish the head, which is Tawheed, he will have no religion. Then there occurs here in this uh, Lebanese version, Wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad. So it's as if the Shaykh was finishing a lesson here, or Wallahu a'lam. And Allah knows best, and then Allah extol our Prophet Muhammad. In, in other versions, such as in the Egyptian print and in other versions, this, this line, the line here does not occur. Rather, the text, of course, in, in both versions, anyway, continues. But the Shaykh then said, And the person who does not pray, so he mentioned the affair of the person who is without tawheed, then there's no, no, he has no religion. Then he said, And the person who does not pray the salah, he, he does not pray, then the religion will not be established for him. It will not stand for him. Even if he bears witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Because it requires a supporting pillar which the religion can stand upon. And it cannot be found except through the prayer. And if jihad is absent, then the strength of Islam will be absent. And it will be an Islam which is in a condition of weakness. And the Muslims will be in a weak state. So there will be no strength for Islam and the Muslims except through jihad in Allah's cause, the mighty and majestic. So it is a sign of strength. And its absence is a sign of weakness. This is the manner in which the Messenger وسلم, likened these three affairs with regard to the religion. A head, a main support, and a highest part. Just as a camel, which has a hump, this shows that it is strong. I mean, camel has got a hump, a strong hump at the top there. Just as a camel. When it has a hump, this shows that it is strong. And if it has no hump, it's all emaciated and it's... Then this shows that it is emaciated and weak. Likewise, the Muslims today are in a state of weakness upon the earth. And therefore, there occurs in the hadith, إِذَا تَبَايَعْتُمْ بِالْعِينَةِ وَأَخَذْتُمْ أَبْنَابَ الْبَقَرِ 
وتركتم الجهاد سلط الله عليكم ظلا لا ينزئه منكم حتى ترجئوا إلى دينكم الحديث and I mentioned a footnote or much the hadith first Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said when you engage in the ina transaction and again as a side point here the ina transaction and the scholars of Shaykh al-Albani rahimahullah and others from these scholars before one of these times they mentioned the ina transaction is a transaction involving riba involving usury without going too much off the topic then it's a, it's a transaction it's a trick it's a, it's a transaction involving a trick it's, a, it's basically riba a person wants to take a loan he doesn't have, doesn't have money, he wants to take a, lo- take a loan, and he, want, he has to pay back. The person who gives it to him wants to take riba, usury for it. But they, they do it a tricky way. They go around, so it, does, so it doesn't look like riba, but it is riba. So they say, they describe it as being a person, he goes to a, a person who's selling something, he'll say, I've got an item here. And the person, what he wants to do, is he wants to borrow, for example, a hundred pounds. So he goes to a shopkeeper or someone, someone with wealth, and he said, I want to buy this item you've got there. He doesn't want to buy it at all, yeah, but he's got this item. So I want to buy that item. How much does it cost? He says, it costs £150. He said, okay, I'll buy it from you. So then he said, okay, I'll buy it then. I've got it from you for £100. Then he says, before he leaves or whatever, he says, but actually I don't really need the item, which is a bit foolish. Why does he buy it then? He says, I don't need the item though. What I'll do, I'll sell it straight back to you. I'll sell it back to you. How much will he buy it back for? So I'll buy it back for £100. Yeah? £100. So the man behind the counter said, OK, no problem. Here's your £100. The shopkeeper got the item, which is still, that's not even probably moved yet. He says, here is your £100. Later on, you pay me the £150. Yeah? So that's what happens. So he walks off with £100 in his pocket. He's got, in other words, he's got a loan now in his pocket, £100. Go off and use his loan for what he wants. When he has to pay that loan back, he pays £150. It's riba, but it's a trick. It's like that. it's made to look like a business sale. It's called al-ayna. So anyway, back back to the text. The hadith of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, is that bayatun bil ayna. When you engage in the ayna transaction and you take hold of the tails of cows and you abandon jihad, then Allah will cause humiliation to overcome you. He will not remove it from you until you return to your religion. In a footnote they mention, this hadith is reported by Abu Dawood as a hadith of Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma. And it was declared sahih, authentic by Shaykh al-Albani. Then Shaykh Fawzan said, So abandonment of jihad is dhulm, is humiliation and weakness for the Muslims. And its presence... <coughs> is a proof of strength and firmness just like the hump of an animal and with this the explanation of the blessed book the three fundamental principles is ended alhamdulillah that's where the explanation of Shaykh al-Azan ends and just as an addition at the end there when Shaykh Muhammad ibn Salih rahimahullah when he ended the book and he made a dua when he's and saying fanas'allaha تعالى أن يثيب مؤلفها أحسن ثواب وأن يجعل لنا نصيبا من أجرها وثوابها وأن يجمعنا وإياه في دار كرامته إنه جواد كريم والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد آمين
the Shaykh said. So we ask Allah the Most High that He should reward the author of this book. Ameen. With the best reward. Ameen. We ask Allah that He rewards the explainer, Shaykh al Fawzan. Likewise, in Shaykh al and the rest of the explainers from the knowledge of the book. Ameen. He said, and that He should make, He should grant us a share of its reward. And that He should gather us and Him in the abode where He bestows honor. Indeed, he is munificent, he is generous, and all praises for Allah, the Lord of the whole of creation, and may Allah, Allah extol and grant peace and security to his Prophet Muhammad. Sallallahu alayhi wa